Dr. Gwen Show, where you come to be inspired, educated, and empowered to live a passionate and effective life on purpose. The number one podcast show for inspiring. This is the podcast where we support you in living your best life ever, even while raising happy, healthy kids. Tired of feeling stuck in a rut with nowhere to turn for resources and advice? We can help. Achieve your best life ever by listening to our podcast show. Introducing the woman who believes it's possible to be totally fulfilled in all circumstances of life. The host of the Dr. Gwen Show, the Dr. Gwen. Hey friends, this is Dr. Gwen. I am very happy that you're able to join me here today. Now, I don't know whatever the day is for you. Maybe it's a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, a weekend day. Whatever the day is, the information that I am about to share with you, I hope will give you the deepest inspiration, will give you ideas to live your life from, and will give you even ideas to expand yourself and your business. These are Facebook Live events that I've had the privilege of presenting and having interactions with people during the presentation. So sometimes you may hear me referring to them. And also sometimes, as you may be aware, Facebook can be a little wonky and so sometimes the words cut in and out. However, it doesn't detract from the main focus of the conversation. So, my friends, at the end of this, please leave your comment. Please share this information with your friends, your loved ones, your co-workers, whoever you feel this message may be for. More than anything else, it's my desire that this will inspire your heart so you can move forward to live the life that you feel is the best life ever for you. Okay, it seems like I'm back. And ladies, I'm going to make this really very short because my connection is very unstable right now. And it seems as though it dropped the live cast the last time. And I want to make sure that I get this information in. So it's going to be very, very brief and hopefully very, very beneficial for you. So I am glad to be back. My eye is doing somewhat better. And I can see those love bubbles floating across the screen. And I bet that's my friend, uh, Jackie. And I, I can't see the screen because there's all kinds of sheen on it. But I know you're there. So thank you so much for joining me. Now, yesterday we did talk about the discipline factor, which is the executing behavior change. And what we did say is that it's really important for you to be fair and honest. Hey there, Jackie, my friend. So good to see you always. And uh, today, though, I want to talk to you about discipling. That is establishing the discipline, developing the discipline, allowing your kid to become that disciplined individual, that disciplined individual that makes a huge impact in his or her own life once they have grown up into adulthood. Now, I can say this one thing for sure is that when you have your kids learn certain principles from home, then once they grow up, you don't really have to worry about them taking care of themselves. Now, I know there are some parents who 
feel that as long as the child is in the house, even if they're 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, they need to be taking care of them. And that's not one of my philosophies at all. I consider my duty as a parent, as a mom, to be the teacher, the trainer of my kids. So I'm going to impart to them factors or skills that they're going to need so that when they go off to college, they can survive on their own. That they don't bum out, they have to, don't de have to depend on their roommates or their friends or whomever it is to take care of their needs. In fact, my kids when they've gone off to college have been the real center of attention in those dorm rooms. For the meals they provide, right? They are able to cook up a storm and cook up a good meal and have their friends come over and enjoy it. And why is that? Because I considered my home to be a training ground. That is, they're going to get those skills that's going to benefit them. So quite recently, I was having a conversation with someone who has a, a child who is in their 30s and the child wasn't able to do some of the things like ironing the clothes and whatever and that's not a child anymore i would think that's an adult and my comment was simply this that i actually teach my kids from as early as seven to ten probably ten years old for the ironing how to take care of their their clothes right so that they can do that for themselves and the guys when I was growing up my mom seemed to think that we as girls needed to take care of a lot of things the cooking and the washing and the cleaning and the pressing and whatever that was her philosophy and my brother seemed to have gotten away with murder and I surely did not like it <laughs> I would raise up a little storm there and say, you know, what about him? You know, he should be able to do that. And, and her comment would be, you know, he would have a wife to take care of him. And I go, oh, darn it. Gosh, darn it. <laughs> you know what? Some of these guys may not end up with wives to take care of it. And after all, a lot of these women these days are you be on your own type of people, right? you know i'm not going to be doing this and that for you and you are not going to be doing this and that for me i take care of myself you take care of the, your stuff and i see that a lot of the younger generation have that kind of philosophy that they're going to take care of a lot of the things on their own for themselves without relying on their partner i don't know if you necessarily agree with that However, that's their business to decide once they get off on their own. But as parents, our responsibility and our role is to make sure they can survive and just more than survive, that they can take care of themselves in a really great way that even if somebody doesn't show up who's going to rescue them, they're not going to flounder and feel out of the water and be completely lost about what they have to do. So what I want to share with you is some, a couple of the things that I did when my children were growing up that really, really caused them to develop that kind of discipline to help them to get started. One of the things was the way we handled chores. Now, you know there were six kids in our household. Initially there were three, me and my three kids, and we took care of the responsibilities. But when our household blended, there were six. 
And I took on the responsibility and role of taking everything on. So I had a full-time, very demanding job that didn't stop when I walked away. There were stuff that I had to do in preparation at home to help the system to function. And my role was key. If my, I didn't do my role on the job, nothing would happen. School wouldn't open, the teachers wouldn't have classroom, the kids wouldn't have lessons, nothing would happen. So I was the critical factor as the administrator in that school. So when we got married, my husband and I, with the six kids, I remember that first Sunday, because Sunday is usually the time when we take to do our laundry and to get caught up. And I remember that first Sunday when I wanted, you know, started to cook the dinner and then I started to round up the, cl the clothes for the younger kids. So now it was my husband and then the twins. They were about, what, five years old, very young. So at that time they weren't able to do their own laundry, at least not yet. And so I started off washing everything. Let me tell you something. <laughs> that took the entire day. My back was tearing off. And then I had to stand up and cook. And I thought, holy moly, oh no, this is not, this ain't going to happen. <laughs> oh no, this isn't going to happen. Everybody needs to learn their stuff here. <laughs> so I taught the girls how to sort their clothes and how to put it in the washer. One of the older ones would add the detergent for them. And they started learning how to do that. Then once the clothes was dried, how to lay it out and put it on a hanger so that piece was done. They started taking care of their own clothes. Now, as far as the chores around the house, working full time, I wasn't gonna be the one to be running around cleaning up here and there. So toys and all of that, Yes, they can play with it. We had designated play areas. So if someone is coming to my house, we don't have to be scrambling to grab stuff and to clean up. They had their play areas and when they were done, I taught them to put the toys away. Now kids from as young as 18 months old, even two years old can learn this. You can make it a fun game. Once they're done, before they want another activity, teach them to put away whatever they have just completely played with. Because you know what? You are training them later on when you step into their house. You, it won't be all clutter and everything. And I don't know if that helps sometimes when I step into my, my, my kids' rooms now. But in any event, they know how to do it. They know how to clear up and to clean up, right? So you can teach them to put their toys away. Now, if you don't have a huge house with a designated area, get a little storage box. Go down to Walmart and buy something that you can designate as an area for their toys. Then go and designate another area for their clothes. Some kids, and mind it, had a way of dropping their clothes and leaving it there. Mm -mm, no sweetie pie. <laughs> that is not going to work. <laughs> Let's do this the right way. Let's get the clothes, put it away over here when you're done. And you know, my son, when I remembered washing and folding his clothes and put it in the drawer, he would change out a three and four and five different outfits a day. <laughs> Holy moly, you know, I was happy 
when he started doing his own laundry because if he wanted to change out a four and five a day that is his issue I wasn't going to have to wash them, and I didn't have to care about whether he wanted to show up in those clothes. And they weren't soiled or anything. He just would change out of them like, like, like it's air, you know, unlimited. But anyway, he started taking care of that. So that was pretty awesome. Yes, thank you for those love bubbles. And so you can teach them chores. And how, do, how did I do this? I had a chart, and my chart was set up with the main things that I wanted my kids to learn. That is the principles, like, you know, I wanted them to be in a meditative, prayerful state as they woke up in the morning. I wanted them to learn that their bed was to be made in the mornings. Whatever I found that was valuable for me. Now, what is value for you? You get to determine that whether you want them to learn those things or not. Those were things I put on the chart and I would get a little sticker and when they were really young, give them stickers when they had it done. In fact, I had them put the sticker on there so they felt a little bit of ownership. As they got older, I started designating dollars and cents to each of the tasks and that would compose their allowance. So. I didn't want them feeling like allowance is something that they get. I wanted them to understand the principle of earning money and what happened when you didn't do your work. So when they didn't do their chores, then they didn't get the allowance. And, it, and th those allowances were used to purchase things that they wanted. And if they ran out and they wanted something, then I would give them a loan and I would teach them the principle of interest interest payment so before i gave them the allowance i would lay the allowance on the table so they saw the whole thing right <laughs> this was for impact so here is the dollar if it was twenty dollars this is a twenty dollars now let's see you borrowed five dollars from me at this percent interest <laughs> we worked it out then we deducted that right in front of their eyes so they could see that twenty dollars dindle dwindle down to whatever that is plus interest and they didn't like it they didn't like it but they learned the power of borrowing money and how it reduced what you currently have so you know they don't get my kids don't get into debt they don't right so that was a really good thing for them to learn and there are other principles you can train them on you know how to make requests we had uh, family night and that was usually Saturday nights when we all would sit down as a family and we would talk about those things that happened in the week I didn't try at, at first I would be you know you didn't do this you didn't do that and it was just getting too much for me and them so what I did was I made a note and so when we sat down on Friday Saturday nights we had the stuff that we went over that went well and that didn't go so well and what we were gonna do to handle it sometimes those times were pretty stressful because some of them did do what they needed to do and they didn't enjoy that moment however I made that a time to look forward to after because then we would have our movie night following that where we had popcorn and fun so they would look past that to whatever else is coming for them to, to participate and enjoy. 
One of the other things that I did is I wasn't the only one who led the family night. I started to teach them leadership skills. So they would rotate according to their ages. Some of them didn't want to do it. They would opt out of it. And so I had them rotate between who's going to lead the family night that week. And they did that. And if they wanted something that was really important to them, I would have them negotiate. Come to the table and negotiate why you want it. See, these were all skills that I was giving them in preparation to step out into the real world because these are real world skills that the kids need in order to survive as leaders in the world. So the long and short of it is everybody survived. They're all doing well. They're all independently doing their own thing and all adults. And it worked. Some of it was not pleasant, truthfully. Some of it was really not pleasant. However, the skills that they now have, they come back to thank me for it. They thank me. They sing my praises. They tell me how wonderful I was, or you know, in doing that. Yet at that time, they weren't. They were seeing it through the little kitty eyes, and it wasn't looking so wonderful to them. But now, when they tell me about how their friends talk, about how skilled they they are, and the level at which they are performing, it is fantastic. And I knew. I know that they would not have gotten to that level of functionality if we did not have that training ground there. So I hope these tips, my live cast did last. Yay! The internet endured. And I see Jackie says, doesn't always work out with the ones you love. <laughs> LOL. And that's awesome. Teaching them about borrowing and interest. Oh, yes. So, yes. Yeah, so, um... I am going to let you go now. I started a little late because the first one, it dropped the internet and I had to just start over. So I deleted that. So thank you so much for joining me. And what I am going to do is I'm going to take a break for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday while I'm here in Orlando because what what is happening is i'm going to catch up with a few people and i don't want to feel like i am rushing to get there and rushing back for three o'clock or rushing in the late afternoon traffic to get to where i want to so i will touch bases with you again on monday and i look forward to chatting with you have the most amazing weekend. I intend to go out and enjoy myself while I'm here. And I don't know if I can rotate this camera um, to allow you see. Let's see if it's going to work out there. If it's going to flip. So I am actually by the water. I don't know if that's showing. And then there is the swimming pool down there and then there's some music back there and I am actually sitting on my porch right now it's a little dark inside here um, yeah but I didn't turn the lights on 
But anyway, it's uh, it's great being here live with you, and I'm gonna just try to enjoy a little time off here and just relax a little bit. And so I will see you guys on Monday. And I love you. Take care.